It's better to keep your mouth shut and let people think you're an idiot than to open it and leave no doubt. You know, I hope there's Bigfoot. I don't think there is. What a beautiful woman. Wow. He's, AJ's doing Whoa. some things right down So if you're a youngster in Alabama, start getting the football out and throw it around the backyard with Pop. Welcome to the podcast. Before we get into our Week 5 recap, we'd like to let you know we had an interview with K.P. Kelly, Editor-in-Chief of TexasHighSchoolFootball.com. You can find that interview about an hour and 15 minutes into the podcast. We appreciate you listening. Thanks. Kind of hero, geez. We're back at it. Week five was a great week. Um, you know, it's time to recap these games. We had a lot of action on our, on our television screens, on our football fields all across the country. And who better to recap it than the three-man rush, right? We're pleased to have you guys with us. We'd love you guys to – Rate us five stars, like our podcast, go ahead and subscribe to us and, and give us a good rating. A kind of a fun way for you guys to talk to us on our ratings is if you guys leave a question or a comment in the ratings, um, we can kind of get back at you as listeners. Um, but yeah, we'll get right back in, right back into some some recap action here for week five. We had a lot of action, obviously, to recap. Uh, we're going to start with some clown nose, though. Um, who wants to take over with their first clown nose? I'll go. Um, we're sitting here watching the Chiefs the Chiefs-Buccaneers game right now, and I'm watching Patrick Mahomes do Patrick Mahomes things, so my clown nose goes out to the Chicago Bears who traded up in the draft, not only not to draft Patrick Mahomes, but to draft Mitchell Trubisky, who got benched for Kenny Pickett today, so big clown nose to them. The gift that keeps on giving. Mitchell Mitchell Trubisky pick. I have one. Pretty good one. Um, The head coach of Colorado – Damn. Has been fired, Carl Durrell. Um, he's he's horrible and deserves the clown nose. So smack yeah. it on. Uh, I remember whenever he first got the job, he was like Mister Motivator, um, you know, and and everybody kind of thought, oh, hey, maybe this guy will do something for us. And uh, you know, people would be like, oh, a guy will tell you a place and then take you to the lowest point of your life. That's exactly. Carl Nassib is on the screen. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that, that, that's that's notable for sure. What's he? Is he doing something crazy? I don't know. He just looked a little pissed. I think he just got lit up. Oh boy! No, that's oh, not yeah, there. Carl Massive got a horse collar. Ah, oh, darn it! Oh, Carl! Dang it, Carl! Uh, I'll go with my clown nose. My clown nose is just about every single fan at these London games. I understand that they're not from, you know, America. So the NFL hasn't, you know, always been around for them. It's just always hilarious to be watching football at 8.30, 9 o'clock in the morning to see fans with just every team imaginable on. Like, for example, today I saw a guy that had a Bills hat on with a Chargers jersey on. He was just wearing whatever he found at his, his local Goodwill. So yeah, that was my clown nose is all the London, England fans, all of you guys. I understand you love football. I'm glad football is growing over there, but, but figure it out. Go, go with one team and just stick with them. You remember, you remember when uh, Rob Lowe used to wear the the NFL hat with just the NFL logo on it? 
Yes, like Zach Campbell wears the MLB logo hat. <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> uh, it's tough when you don't have a queen to make a decision like that on which team to choose. Dude, what if what if the queen faked her death so she could be on the next mass singer? I saw I saw that dude. I saw that oh. tweet. That was hilarious. You know what would be even more awesome is if they had which would be even more shocking actually if Michael Jackson was the next mass singer. Oh. I don't think anybody would guess that one. No or Tupac. Right. Oh, that would be that would be the one, Drew. If if, yeah. if anything was shocking, that would be the one. I uh you think the people in London are like some some people in London boycott the NFL because we oh it's not football it's a bad that's a bad accent but you know you know, <laughs> that's know. Not <laughs> that didn't sound like them at all but oh my gosh Clyde Clyde cannot oh, catch uh, anyways uh yeah no I don't I don't I feel like they don't boycott the games it seems like they always have a pretty solid crowd there yeah but those are those are the cool ones yeah that's true well uh, at least. I'm telling you, uh, you could be real successful being a dentist up there. Oh, in the, in the UK? Oh, yeah. certainly. I don't think so, because no one will go to you. That's a good point. Hey, yeah, that's fair. If they haven't gone now, why would they go? You gotta you, you gotta have a hell of a marketing program down there to make some business in dentistry. Uh my clown knows of the week here is is called football related. It's uh, Mr. Jimbo Fisher. Uh, Mike Leach came out of the post game and said uh, they ran a three-man front and disguised literally nothing. It was way too easy for me. Um, you know how Stephen A. Smith is always like, stay off the weed. Yeah. Uh, that I'm going to use that here, and I'm just speaking to all the five-star recruits. Stay the hell away from College Station. Just what are we uh, – like it is, it's it's got to be addicting to them at some point because this is it's ridiculous. If you are a five star, stay the hell away from there, man. It just it makes no sense. They never succeed, and they all love going there. They make I don't get it. They have to feed them crack at that those you know dinner meetings or something. I don't know, man, but it's just ridiculous. Money it's talks, nice. man. Money That's talks. The, it's nice of Mike Lee to shout us out though. That three man rush. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, we appreciate Michael. Um, but I want to get, get into some college football here. Let's talk about the AT, AP Top 25 that came out today. Uh, we tweeted it from our account. There's a new number one, which is the old number one, and it's the Alabama Crimson Tide. What's funny is they – I understand it's a whole point system, but they got less first-place votes than Georgia did. So if you look at it, they, they got 25 and Georgia got 28. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen that before, just based off the point system they got to be first. Yeah, I mean, well, you see it with a lot of different places. Well, that makes sense, though. A lot of people rank Georgia third, but not a lot of people rank Georgia yeah. second. So, but a lot of people also rank Georgia first. Oh, uh, a lot of weird first place votes too. Um, I think it is the first thing you have to note is that Kansas is ranked, and they're Let's one go. one spot ahead of Kansas State, which I think is kind of funny how that worked out. <laughs> uh lsu is somehow ranked i don't understand that one it's florida state and lsu are both four and one it's like maybe if we saw them play we could determine who's better but and we hey, did lsu's defense is a bad man they got a pretty good defense man yeah they're, who, they're, their best win is auburn yeah but they they don't they don't give up a whole lot of points is the thing that's fair i, I don't think lsu's a bad team i just don't think they're worthy of being ranked but um you know it's always find that last sec team that we can fucking fit in there that's what we always do so yeah oh. 
Uh, TCU being 17th, notable as well. Uh, North Carolina State didn't fall very far after losing to Clemson, which I think is probably fair. Utah and Penn State are both kind of starting to creep up there as well. Uh, Ole Miss top 10, man. Ole Miss is a top 10 team in my mind right now. They're really good, dude. I like them. I think we all knew that Kentucky was a bit of a fraud. Kentucky should have won that game, Kentucky had every ability to win that game, man. No, I know. Their last three drives – I've said what I've said. Their last three drives were fumbles, and they were all within, like, the Ole Miss, like, 30. Dude, why are you throwing the football inside the 20 there with a minute to go when you're down three? Well, well, did you see them? They threw a touchdown. Yeah, but it it was like a false start or a legal motion or something. Yeah, I was watching Because they were going so fast, and they're not a hurry-up offense, and they all weren't really, like, set. But he threw a touchdown to win the game. Yeah. And then they fumbled the next play or whatever. Did you all think that was targeting, that one hit on Will Levis? Uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't watching. I didn't see it. Uh, I would probably would say, yeah. I mean, it wasn't the most egregious targeting of the yeah. week. But yeah. It was pretty much direct targeting that caused him to fumble the ball, in my opinion. Yeah, but I, I also kind of hate when they call targeting when it's a really key point of the game. So, Well, and, and I mean, he kind of ducked into it, too. And there's, right. I mean, the – the defender was going low. He just ducked even lower. It just stinks how that works out sometimes. Well, uh, now that we're talking about Kentucky Ole Miss, let's just go ahead and keep talking about this game. I've got a couple thoughts here. I, I thought Jackson Dart was really, really – I hadn't watched him really yet because I haven't really watched Ole Miss other than a couple couple of plays here and there. I was I was impressed, man. He looks solid. He runs – he's a lot faster than I remember him being at USC. I think Ole Miss is the second-best team in the SEC West outside of Alabama. Uh, it, Kentucky could have easily won the game, so I don't think it's a huge detriment to them. No, Ole Miss is good, man. I'll give it to them. Now, I don't. They're going to lose one of these games down the stretch here, and that's going to kind of set them back a little bit. But it, it won't be for a few weeks, so they could climb up the rankings for a little ways until they get to Bama, Arkansas, and, and Mississippi State at the end of the year. So it could be a fun way to a fun team to watch throughout the season to see how high they can climb before they kind of fall back down to earth later on in the season. I feel like them and uh, Arkansas are kind of on the same level skill wise. Yeah. I agree. Like, I, I just think, obviously, Ole Miss just hasn't really had to play the people Arkansas has yet. But I just yeah. kind of see them as the same team in my their head. Schedule, their schedule has been very, very easy to this point. I mean, that was a huge win, but their schedule Great has been win. a cakewalk. Yeah, I, Miss, I agree with you. Does Ole Miss play Arkansas this year? They, yeah, yes, they play, in the same division. Their last three weeks are Bama – their, their last three weeks are Bama, Arkansas, and Mississippi State. They also play oh, Georgia. A, they get Ole Miss gets Georgia this year as well. Where that's a that's a rough stretch. Is it? Or maybe it's Mississippi State. I'm thinking of that plays Georgia. Oh, Ole Miss is not playing Georgia. Yeah, right. Mississippi State is the one that plays Georgia. Uh, Ole Miss though, mm-hmm. Ole Miss and Mississippi State right now. I think those are the two two teams that I would say are the two number number two in the SEC West uh, behind Bama. Uh, LSU could has an argument, but I don't think they're as good as Ole Miss right now. That Bama Ole Miss game will be for who, who wins that side of the, the conference. Yeah, I just – it's tough for me to pick Ole Miss in that game, but it is at home. And, they, hey, you know, Lane Kiffin said that their home crowd sucked. It didn't It didn't this game against Kentucky. It was, it was a good crowd, good atmosphere for college football. Yeah, they're, they're, they looked okay. It, today – that day was good. They had the new helmets, which were kind of cool. I liked them at least. It was it was a good atmosphere. But, yeah, I mean, they, like we said, their schedule's fairly easy. They do have to play at LSU. And, I mean, for what yeah. it's worth, they play at A&M as well. So, it, you know, you do what you want with that. But – they, they do have a couple of uh, test games before they play Bama, so that'll be interesting when they get Bama at home this year. 
Drew, Tom, what did you guys think about the uniforms, the helmets? I like them. I was down. Kind of looked like a cloud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of liked them. What was? I'm a fan of them. Like why did you design that? I don't know. It was some. It was Real Tree, like the hunting brand. Oh yeah. But I'm not really exactly sure like why. But I thought they were pretty cool. Yeah, I liked them a lot. Do you guys like these new NFL hats that are going on today? Have I? I don't think I've noticed them. What are what are the new? They're just very strange. I don't know how to describe them. Well, I'll the, lock in the hats. Here. The hats that um the quarterbacks wear on the sidelines are always ugly. I don't know oh, why. What is that? It looks like felt almost. Yeah, it's not great. Oh, the like ones that say the ones that say like Chiefs AFC. Like it says on under the it has like a little ribbon thing under the logo on the hat. Is that what no, we're not about? not the one not the one the coaches one wear. Brady's the wearing. Oh, they better tackle like quarterbacks wear. Oh my god, did he score? Oh, he's down. All right. Hey, if we if we get a quarterback sneak here, I, I'm about to win $100. Oh, he might have scored. Damn it. Did he score? I couldn't tell. I can't tell. They're going to have to review this. Hopefully, he throws it to Juju. You guys are listening to our live reactions here, a, so this is good. This is good podcasting. What a play by Mahomes there, dude. Oh, he's in. That sucks. God, he's dude. In. Dang it. Yeah, he's in. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, he's, down. Not, he's down. He's down. He's down. Oh, They're not reviewing down. it. The, the, the his, his knee's was... down. His knee's down. A very oh my god, just I'll oh, get under center and sneak it. Sneak it. Jump over the line. Hey, I'm, I'm oh, a little behind they, you. they snuck it with the tight end. They were in the tight end in there and did a sneak. The tight end took the snap. Who is that? Oh my god. Is it the belldozer? Yeah, it was the belldozer. <laughs> no, oh, no, come it's, on. it's somebody named Gray or Gary. Oh. oh. We Gray. love a Blake Bell siding. It's always a tough one when both your tight ends have four letters in their name. You just Buccaneers are getting thrashed right now. Yeah, that's good though for my fantasy. Hey, let's talk. Let's talk about some fun, uh, some college football here. Uh, so that was a, that was we talked about Kentucky Ole Miss. I kind of want to talk about Kansas Iowa State. I didn't get to watch much of this game as I was enveloped by Oklahoma State Baylor. But oh man, well, man, Hunter. Yeah, we can talk. We'll we'll talk about the rest of the the state of Oklahoma later. But I kind of want to touch on Kansas State or Kansas Iowa State. Drew, how are you feeling, bud? Well, Iowa State lost that game. Kansas didn't win. It, that, that's the game I was talking about, Jake. This game was not very fun to watch. I watched the last six, seven minutes of it. It was, it was, it was kind of a comedy of errors, for sure. The Iowa State kicker missed three field goals, and Iowa State muffed a punt. It was unfortunate, but they're 5-0, and so, so can't really argue against it. Kansas, come on. 5-0. and Their kicker went one for four that day, man. That, uh, that running back for – Kansas might be out for the season though. Who who got hurt? Which one? Highsmith, I think, is what his name is. Okay. Well, they still have uh, Devin Neal and uh, Savion Morrison. Yeah. The, uh, this is getting real though, Drew. One more win. They've got seven more tries. They just got to get one, man. No, we went out last. This might we be went the out easiest. Last night. I said we we went out last night to the bars, and there was a there was a guy sitting at Ocon's, and then Tyler was telling about the bet we made. And he kept he kept looking at me and said, "Your ass is tatted, like fourteen times." <laughs> He's right. <laughs> uh, it might be the easiest bet we've ever made with you. I mean, it, it certainly didn't feel like it before the season. Hey, all I'm saying is we've been on Kansas like before day one. Oh, I, I knew Lance Leipold was a good coach, but I can't say that I expected them to be. I this got, let no. me say this. Let me say this now. They're five and zero. Oh, they're ranked in game days going to them. 
If you listen back to the podcast before week one, I got laughed at and ridiculed on this podcast for literally saying what is going to happen. It just happened. All of it happened. I was getting laughed at for it. Tom was the only one that was on my side in this. No, I was on your side. I've been in Kansas since day one. I think if we go back and listen, Jake, you were a little, you were a little iffy. I was fully invested in this Jayhawk team. I mean, I'll, I'll just, I'll just say this much: they, they have played the worst two teams in the conference. West Virginia and Iowa State are the two worst. They also, they also, they also won, went to Houston and won a game. Houston, Houston lost to Tulane. Too. Houston's bad, too. I guess Kansas State also lost to Tulane. Tulane's, go, Tulane's got a good team. Tulane is good. Look, I, like, I'm pumped that to Kansas is ranked, but to, to tell me that they should be ranked over Kansas State is bullshit. And I, I, it's fine. I, I'm, I'm pumped for KU. Like, I think it's awesome. But I'm also a little bit realistic in here that I think that they probably have maybe should have lost at West Virginia, maybe should have lost Kansas, or to Iowa State. And they haven't played anybody in the conference yet. That's like very good, you know. Now they're good. They're a good team. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, they're also like one spot apart. So for them to, uh, it's not like a huge deal. And they they got they got sixty more points than Kansas State did in the AP poll. Yeah, but just tell me this: if if Kansas State and Kansas play tomorrow, it doesn't matter where, where it's at. I don't care. What's the spread? I would say it's like probably minus eleven Kansas State. Probably. Yep. So why why are they ranked ahead? You know what I mean? I think uh I think TCU is gonna roll over them next week. Yeah, I think TCU might beat them by thirty five. <laughs> yeah, I don't think TCU is that bad of a team. No, like, that's, that's why. Might, that's why I think it. They could. I, they could make a legit push to go in the chain the conference. Like I don't know. Maybe about that. Texas. They might. If they beat but... Texas. They're they're a lot better than they were ranked preseason wise. They're a good team. I, I kind of said this. I kind of said this at the beginning of the season. I thought they'd be better than they they were last year, just because new coach, quarterback being healthy. They brought in some good transfers. They also got a. They noted it in the game a lot. They got a new strength and conditioning coach. Apparently last year, and I, I don't know if it's completely true, so I don't want to, you know, let, put put it all out in the air too much. But apparently they weren't even eating. Like their their players weren't eating correctly. Like they didn't have they weren't putting on weight. Yeah, and they were like super, and it showed. Like team Oklahoma State ran for four hundred yards on them, and they don't they I mean teams aren't run doing that now. Um, they're just a lot bigger and stronger. Seems like so. I, yeah, TCU is a team that we have to talk about. Do you guys want to get that over with now? Let's just talk about yes. TCU. Yeah, get over with. Let me let me do my shit. Okay, go ahead. We're bad. Well, listen, I, I, let me say this. I don't think we're as bad as the score shows. I think we gave up midway through the game. That I really do. That's fair. Well, I mean, like when you're down by 30, you're like, we're okay. not coming back. That's 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 understandable, but they're also Division One athletes. We are not Division One athletes. but They have a completely different mentality than we do. Well, I want to hear Drew keep going. I want to hear Drew keep going. Also... We also had like eight injuries during the game that didn't help things out. But I mean, obviously, we're getting our ass kicked with our with our players healthy. I'm just saying, I don't. If if we played them again, we're not going to lose by forty to them. I can guarantee that. Have you seen the line for next week yet? I think we're favored. Hell no, you're not. Six Texas minus six. I thought that I thought line came out yesterday. I thought we were minus three and a half. Is what I uh, saw. Texas, Texas minus six according to ESPN today. Well, yes. I'll tell you if Quinn Ewers plays, it might be another pantsing. I think that's I think that's what is the deciding factor. I think, I think well, I think that's going to happen. I don't think he's dressed out last the last two weeks, and honestly, dude, if I, I hate to say it, but 
because I'd, I'd hate Texas. But if they got past Texas Tech without a loss there, man, they would be the – I mean, people would be talking about them as, as the, one of the favorites in the conference. Now, they lost, and that loss counts, and Texas Tech won the game fair and square, right? But Texas with a healthy Quinn Ewers, I'm, I think they're the second-best team in the conference, and I can, we can talk about Oklahoma State later. But let's finish talking about OU TC real quick. Uh, I mean, I, what, what's your take on it, Tom? Because I, I think I understand Drew's um, a little bit right now, but what, what do you guys think? I mean, like, it was just – it was, <laughs> I don't know how to really describe it. It was just from the jump, it just looked like we didn't want to be there. The team looked just kind of lackadaisical and looked real bad. I mean, Dylan Gabriel, I like Jake, that tweet you had was incredible. He could overthrow a government, and that's that's very true. He couldn't hit his passes to save his life. Um, I And it scares me because, I mean, is TCU the best defense we're going to face? No. And not even close. And they were just stopping us like it was easy. Like we weren't, we're a good team. And we're a good team. But I just, <laughs> not like that, not when we're playing like that. We have more talent than anyone else in the Big 12, probably besides Texas. But it just, some days it just doesn't roll your way. And it's the last two weeks, it is, it's been a rough, rough outing. But we, I, we've already played a better defense. We've already played huh? a better defense than TCU. Kansas State's defense is better than TCU. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm just saying if we played the game again, I don't think we'd lose by 30. I'm not saying we'd win, but I don't think we'd lose by 30. Well, I think OU's, TCU's I think TCU's pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're really good. But like oh, you just got flat out beat, man. They just got flat out beat. There's yeah, no, there's never there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Oh, I no, mean, it was, it when was the horrible. score was like 34 to 17, I started thinking, I was like, oh, maybe, maybe there's a shot. And then it just oh, they put up forty quarterback run to the crib, dude. Matt, I didn't know Max Duggan was that fast. I had no clue. Well, Max Duggan I, came out of uh, he was in high school. He was a receiver for two years and yeah. set like and I think he set an Iowa. He was from Iowa. I think he set a state record in Iowa for receiving yards, and then became the quarterback and set a, a quarterback record for passing yards. So he was always fast. He's just an athlete. Yeah. Hey, I I said it last pod. OU if they face a running quarterback. It's going to look real bad. There's a lot of them in the Big 12, man. There's a lot of them in the Big 12. A whole lot of them. That's the whole Big 12. Literally. Like, that's uh, everyone but JT Daniels and Quinn Ewers, in my opinion, are like really good runners. And they and those two can run. Shapin, Shapin, maybe not a runner. Um, you think Deckers can run at all? Deckers yeah. can run, but I'll tell you this much no, Deckers, no, Deckers can't throw for shit. I mean, he, he throws a lot of he arm punts. He can't run, but he can't really throw either. He is. Hey, Deckers. Hayden Deckers has negative 11 yards rushing on the season. So I would assume he's not a good run, running quarterback. He's been sacked a lot, but yeah, he, he, right. he throws, he threw some absolute ducks against KU. Man. Uh, I'm, 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 we're not as bad as that score showed. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, I, I watched you guys play Kansas state and I felt like that was, I mean, even when it wasn't a great performance, I felt like you guys were a solid team. Um, I thought, you know, you know, we talked about that before the season, if they played a football game on an aircraft carrier, yeah. Uh if if you guys played that game on an aircraft carrier, every pass Dylan Gabriel threw would have been wet. Oh yeah. Every single one of them. It was bad. Yeah. Uh Sp I, speaking of speaking of Dylan Gabriel, that that number six for that was one of the dirtier hits I've ever seen. 
My yeah, God. I wanted to talk about that. Did, did you guys – I felt like it was a little indicative of the game that nobody fought him. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It looks like we gave up. That's what I'm saying. It looks like we gave up. I mean, they didn't even try to fight after that. Yeah. I'll take a 15-yard penalty for offensive lineman to go lay his ass out. We got our receivers getting humped. Like, and no one is pushing back against anything. It just – I don't know. Oh, they laid down. Oh, they definitely laid down. It was shocking to see them lay down. Which I didn't think in the in the game after that Kansas State game, I did not expect to see OU lay down. I'll just be honest with you. Which which is which is a very bad thing leading into next week, dude. Because that's that's such a bad. Hey, we've seen it. We've seen it though in this rival in that rivalry. Texas has laid down weeks and weeks before they play OU and come back and won that time. So it's just. I think that's still gonna be a good game. Well, I I just I don't think Brett Venables is gonna let them give up like that ever again. That's, that was ridiculous. That's the other that thing was, is that they aren't Brennan Venables players, though. That's the thing. Yeah, I know. Also, that's a, yeah, that's what that's what keeps keep keeps me going. A lot of the, a lot of the lot of those guys. A lot of the TCU touchdowns. There wasn't a there wasn't a DB within thirty five yards. So I'm saying like that's just defensive breakdowns. I mean, you it, can fix uh, that if you. Takes yeah. uh, yeah. takes a, a lot of veterans to fix that though. Yeah, that, that you can't bring guys in and expect them to do that immediately. That's that's, well, that's something you learn over time. The and, problem is our veteran is quite possibly the worst DB in the Big Twelve. Justin Broyles is fucking horrible. Ray Morrison horrible. actually kind of played a little bit, even though I will say that that honestly, man, it, there was a couple calls there in the second quarter near halftime that it could have made it, the score look a lot worse. That that punt where he they called a fair catch, which was not existent. Oh yeah, that was bad. Catch. And then yeah, that PI, I mean that PI where Trey Morrison just hits the guy. I don't know. It was pretty close when the ball got there, but it was pretty much PI. I think most people would say that. It could have been worse. I saw yeah, a TCU okay. fan on I saw a TCU fan on Twitter saying that Trey Morrison hit was dirtier than the the one the number six hit on Dylan Gabriel. Yeah, no. That's outrageous. Dylan Gabriel's head uh, bounced off the turf like a basketball. I think I think the problems from that defense stems from our D line not being able to gain an inch of push against the offensive line. It is, it looks like we are a couple of dumb little fat children running around out there trying to get the quarterback. And I think we touched Max Duggan in the backfield maybe once. Oh, I'll I'll just call it what it is, man. Right now, OU has a bunch of boys and girls club members pass rushing. And they gotta yeah, get. They lost. just gotta get better at pass rushing. That's that's we lost. That. We literally lost so much, three so best talent guys. The line last year. It's that's great stuff. and all. Look, that's great and all, but I'm going to push back on that because I like to push back on things in this podcast. Uh, three weeks ago, you guys were talking about how your pass rush looked incredible with Reggie Grimes having 13 sacks already. Or well, it it's because it did. It's because it did look incredible. But but the it, thing is, is, the thing is, is now is now you're saying is now that now the thing is is well we lost all these guys we lost all these guys. It, I don't know. If it's, I, I'm not saying I'm not saying you guys are wrong at all. Don't give me that. I'm I'm not trying to argue with you guys. I'm just saying it's it's just the the narrative flips so quickly after a couple of games where it's like, geez, man, like. That's a bad look for a team that like that I thought was going to be really good this year. Like not even not even as the fans. Not, not, I'm not putting anything on the fans. I'm just saying that's for for Oklahoma to turn around and do that after after the first three weeks. It's like good lord. Like that that is that is something you just don't see very often from a team like that. Yeah. Let, let me let me put some on the fans right now. The people that I saw calling for Venable's head after that is is absolutely fucking outrageous. Don't he doesn't have a single he doesn't have a single one of his recruits in yet. And they're already. No, well, that's not head. true. You got that's a lot not of true at all. He's got transfers. Like who? Jared Kanak uh, is certainly his recruit. Well, I mean, one recruit, but he didn't play. I don't know. Like, why, why is he not playing? He's got. Lalo I, he's not playing. playing. I don't get why he's not playing. 
I'm telling you, anything was better than what I saw. He, he should play. If, if he didn't play, put him in. That shit was disgusting defensively. I don't, I don't consider transfers his recruits. He I mean, now, now, nowadays, I think transfer. I mean, I, he, he's responsible for bringing them into the program. I feel like it's the same as any recruit at this point. I know, point. but like the thing is, I think that without with how many people had left the program, he had to get transfers to come in just to well, fill those holes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, don't, I wouldn't consider them like. If they were coming out of high school, I don't know if he would like, all right, I'm going to recruit this guy. I'm going to recruit that guy. Well, no, I feel like I'd rather have recruits coming in as transfers because they're you, more. You know more life. about them. You know more about them as yeah. a transfer. Yeah. No, but the, the people we got were like incredible where they were before. That's the thing. Yeah. And Jeffrey Johnson is all right. Lalalu, I never heard of him until he got here. He played okay when he came, before he came over. He looks, like, he looks the part, man. He looks like he'd be a really well, good deal. He's huge. Just, I'm saying just let his recruiting class get in. I'm, to all you fans that are calling for his head, let his recruiting class get in before you start calling for his head. I mean, he's already has – this is the highest-rated recruiting class in OU history that's about to come in, like rating-wise. I'm not going to say it's going to be the best because, I mean, we've had some crazy recruiting classes in the past, but I'm saying it's the highest-rated overall that we've had. Yeah, I don't want to belabor the point too much about this game, but, but yeah, it was shocking to see them just – I mean, they honestly just quit. And that's – it happens to a lot of teams, but it doesn't typically happen to Oklahoma that fast. Um, but, yeah. I, mean, I, just don't, I, I don't see – I don't see us quitting like that again. But, you know, it was bad. We had the, – the worst part about it was at the end of the game, our starting DB got carted off the field and he was motionless. But he's fine now. So it just added insult to injury. We're getting our ass kicked, and all of our players are getting injured. I don't know why you guys didn't pull your starters earlier. I mean, when we were, need, the, need the reps, man. When we, when we were down, I thought there was still a chance when it was 34-17. Yeah. yeah, it was. But then Gabriel got hurt, and then I saw Davis Bevel have about three snaps to say, yeah, this game's over. David oh. Bevel sucks. I'm telling no, you, I don't think you as can my, play as, Nick Evers, though. I think we. I think we should. I mean, I, shit. Put General Booty in at least. Those are guys that have never taken a Division One snap, man. Like, I that's, do listen, not care. Listen, when you're down, never taken a Division One. Thirty-five. Snap. You, it's you watch Davis Bell and you tell me those players are not better than him. Yeah, that's, that's probably true. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> you gotta at some point you gotta do something else. But I, I don't know. David Davis Bell. The thing is about him is when I watched him in the the Peach Bowl, he didn't look too bad. You can't. You can't automatically pull the plug on quarterbacks when you're telling everybody to to trust the process with the rest of the recruiting class. If he wants, if he wants, what's his nuts, uh, Evers to be a part of the upcoming classes, he's not going to put him in this year, no matter how bad this year looks. Like well, he's going to protect him and 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 use that Richard and then have four years of him after this. If Nick Evers doesn't saying, play this year, if Nick Evers doesn't play this year, he'll never play because we're getting Jackson Arnold in coming in this year. I, I, I guess, I guess, but I, I think he wants him to be a part of the program long term, and and that's the issue is is if you if you use that red if you allow him to to burn that redshirt this year, and then he and then you have Jackson Arnold come in next year, and be like, hey, he's gone, and then and then you who do you have after him? General Booty? Like we saw how he, we 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 haven't seen him play. But that's why you that's play. why that's why you recruit quarterbacks. We're 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 probably going to get Michael Hawkins out of Allen, Texas. That's sure, but that's, that's what I'm saying is I think he's got he's either got a plan with Evers to transfer after this year and use the redshirt to have four years of eligibility somewhere else, or he's got him in a plan to use him here at OU. It, yeah. it, there's no way he's just not playing him just to not play him unless he's bad like the rest of them. Well, and, I'm, I'm, I'm arguing that I'm I'm arguing that he should play. I think he should start what, this week. Right, right. What I'm saying is what I'm saying is, is I think Venables has this idea of what he's going to do with Evers a long term as opposed to being like, oh, crap, two games have looked really bad. 
let's 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 push the emergency button right now. I, I think him and Evers have a plan together, whether it's be a part of the program long term or be a, a part of a program somewhere else, and he's going to help him move on somewhere. That's what I'm saying. Well, you don't. You saw you saw four games though. You saw four games with your red shirt. So like, if you're going to play him, it's not that you're wasting a year. You know. Sure. No. No. I understand, no, I understand that, but but you don't. You don't want to throw him out there in a game where your players have given up, and and, and his tape looked bad for other teams if he's not a part of the program long term. Well, I'm not, like, I'm not saying put another, him, that's another thing. I'm not saying put him last week. I'm saying putting him this week. I'm telling you, that's, if that's if Davis Bevel if Davis that's, Bevel is the starter, we we might win three games. But that's and a, that might might have been our last one of the season. But if you think about it, this week's another bad week to put him in because you don't want to put in a dude that's never had any playing time. I mean, unless your name's Caleb Williams, put him in at the tech, put him in the Cotton Bowl. Like that's a bad way to start a career. <laughs> Okay, all I'm saying is I better see some general booty out on the field if Gabriel's still out. What I want to happen is this, and I want I want it the thing is is about this cotton bowl thing is yes, it can be a very bad way to start a career, but as you saw with Caleb Williams, it can also be a very good way to start a career. It's kind of very hit or miss. And what I want to happen is this I want general booty to go out there, throw for five hundred yards, and then they eventually Dylan Gabriel comes back or whatever. And then I want General Booty to transfer somewhere and just be the full-time starter because I don't think he's going to be the full-time starter at OU at any point. But I got to no. watch. I want to see General Booty play, and he's not going to play at OU. That's enough well, about OU TCU, though. Drew, you can make a last point here, though. Go ahead. I'm telling you, if Davis Bevel starts next week, we might lose, like, 40. He's that bad. Is, he's is that Bill bad. Is Bill actually questionable? Like, is he concussed? I mean, oh, his boy. head bounced like a basketball. But, but have we have we heard anything about it? I, I know obviously his head bounced like a basketball, but have we heard anything anywhere? I hope he. I mean, I, I hope he's okay. But I I would like to see him play if he's not concussed. I don't know. It would be a better game. I don't. Way. I I seriously doubt he plays. I would. It I looked, do too. It looked really bad. Especially with all the two things going around right yeah. now, I feel like they're going to be laying on the side of caution with concussions. Hopefully. Well, this one last thing about it. I mean, obviously Dylan Gabriel isn't. He's not the best quarterback. He's a decent quarterback, but. If that's what we have after him, we need him badly, <laughs> very badly. I wouldn't be too. I would, and maybe I'm just crazy here, but I wouldn't think it'd be too too nuts to put somebody out there that can be like a. Well, I was maybe a high school quarterback, and you can run the ball a lot. Micah Bowens. The strength of well, the strength of your offense is the offensive line for the most part, and you're you're not running the ball enough right now, in my opinion. I wouldn't mind starting Micah Bowens. He's a he's a he's a good runner. Penn State guy. Yeah. All right, hey, let's move on. Let's let's. I think he is. Yeah, I think he's still on the team. Yeah, he's like our third string, I think, or fourth string. Yeah, I, I, he would probably go in before Booty, right? Uh, I think Booty's third string. Wow. Okay, let's talk about Mississippi State, Texas A&M, though, real quick. Um, Texas A&M, man, it it is like flabbergasting to me that it continues to be such an issue to get any offense. Um, because like they, they, they cannot, they cannot bring this much talent on offense and just continue to suck balls at offense. The most important player on the field is a quarterback and they just don't have one right now at all. So what do you, what did you guys take from that? I guess I kind of think that Mississippi state might have a chance to beat Georgia or Ole Miss. I think they're pretty good. Good quarterback, man. I will say. When, since we've been picking Texas A&M games on this podcast, I've gotten every single one right. I'm telling you, I'm the I'm the A&M whisperer. Who are they playing next week? I'll tell you who's going to win. I don't know. Let's see it. Let's see who they play. I'll they, tell you who's going to win. Alabama, so it's oh, uh, Alabama's yeah. going to win. Yeah, Alabama's <laughs> going to win. Uh, good one, Drew. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Saying like, but if they play like a team like 
Ole Miss, I can see them beating an Ole Miss. But if they were to play yeah. like Vanderbilt, I can very well see them somehow losing to fucking Vanderbilt. It's, <laughs> that's that's how, that's how their program works. I don't understand it. Well, it's like they they just like they think they're better than most of the teams that they play. They like act like it, and their mm-hmm. recruiting rankings say they are. But that doesn't fucking yeah. matter. When you yeah. step on the field, that literally matters zero. It doesn't matter at all. If you don't know how to coach them, you can't do shit with it. Well, and say- the player's attitude seems to be like they're better than everyone else, and they're getting their ass yeah. kicked. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It makes me happy to watch them fail. It made last week more enjoyable, for sure. Yeah. Mississippi State has a tough schedule coming up, man. Oh, yeah, it's brutal. I think they finish 8-4, and four, though. I think it's a good team. Not a great yeah. team, but good team. Yeah, I mean, they'll, be, they'll beat Auburn. They'll beat... Uh, ETSU, uh, but that those two teams you said it was a hard schedule, and then you listed off the two worst teams. But after that, it's, Ar- it's Arkansas, then it's at Kentucky, then it's at Bama. Yeah, no, it gets hard. Then it's Georgia, and then it's at Ole Miss. Yeah, that's and, tough. But ETSU and, and Auburn isn't bad. <laughs> you can bank on them being a bowl team. I'm that's positive. <laughs> if if that game was a or the Cal. What? Starksville, that's that's it, right? Starksville, yeah, not, not Cowbellville. Starksville. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Cowbellville. <laughs> Alabama played them in Cowbellville. Alabama's in trouble. I'll tell you what. Yeah, I don't know. I, it, it doesn't seem like to me that Mississippi State has the firepower to to be that good of a team, but they are certainly a solid team. Their team that has a chance, like I think Drew, you said, OU has a chance to ruin someone's season later. That's that's how I feel about Mississippi State. Is if if they get Ole Miss or uh, or Georgia, that's a top ten team. I think they play Georgia on the road, which would be tough. But yeah, it's they could definitely. Georgia's at home. Georgia's at home. Yeah, that would be tough. But Ole Miss, I all think Ole Miss is also at home. Tough thing about being an underdog. What the? <laughs> uh, Tom just learned how to change his background. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know what you're talking about. He's got James, unless Jameis Winston's in the room with you. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about Crimson Tide and the Hogs here, man. I, I was on the Hog train, on the Hog bus, if you will. I tweeted that I was off the Hog bus, said I was back on the Hog bus, and then I backed off the Hog bus again. I uh, had to hit the eject button at that point. I think Arkansas may never, ever beat Alabama. Like, if they weren't going to do it this year, I don't think it may, I don't think it may, it may never, ever happen again. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll tell you something. Jalen, Jalen Milrow looks like an all-pro linebacker. At yeah, quarterback. That, that guy's going to be absolutely terrifying, man. Yeah, he might be a, a miniature Jalen Hurts already. I don't think he's miniature. Well, he's yeah, certainly not miniature. <laughs> yeah. That guy, that is the fastest quarterback I've ever seen in Alabama. And that is terrifying. So it sounds like you're talking into a tunnel. Yeah, I think you gotta I think you gotta get into the Tom Brady making out with his son picture a little more, talking to your mic, Tom. But uh yeah, he, he's six two two twelve. Which is, you know, terrifying as is. And then when you watch them run, it's it's something special for sure. Mm. Well, yeah, I thought the Hods were going to come back. And then Alabama's next two plays were untouched touchdowns. You know what? <laughs> you know, I thought they were coming back, man. That onside kick was electric. Oh, yeah, it was. The uh, You know what that sucks for Arkansas is they have uh, uh, one of the best quarterbacks in the country. K.J. Jefferson's really good. They worked really hard to get him to this level of quarterback play and recruited him, and, you know, he's, he's a beast and all that. And Alabama just brought in their second string and said, hey, he's just better than yours. <laughs> just, that's what they did, and it sucks, but that's just true. But I will say, hey, so if Bryce Young isn't healthy, though, rest of the way, what, what does that mean for, for Bama? I, I, I was impressed by the backup, but it's still, you know, not ideal. 
that uh, means that means that Jalen Milrose entering his name in the Heisman conversation. I, yeah, I'm in no I'm in no worry about <laughs> Alabama, man. They got a <laughs> at home, and then, I mean they might lose to Tennessee if Milrose is the quarterback, but just doesn't seem reasonable. How long is uh, Bryce Young out? Have they said? No, no clue. He's AC joint sprain, so I'm guessing that's probably like two, three weeks. He might be back for for Tennessee. That Tennessee game is going to be awesome. At Tennessee, needs to take care of business this week and beat LSU on the road, which is a tough game. Um, but they get him at 11 a.m., which makes it a little more fathomable. Um, but gosh, man, I want to I want to be there in, in Neyland Stadium for them to My take the Crimson Tide. Tennessee's schedule is unreal. Why? They played Florida. They play at LSU. They play Bama. Then they play UT Martin. Then they play Kentucky. Then they play Georgia. Yeah, it's then, not easy. It's not easy. The, the, the SEC East this year is actually better than the West, I think. Yeah. First I year it's been in a long time. Yeah, I think we uh, we need uh, Josh Heibel to be sweatier than ever on that sideline and fatter than ever. He needs to eat a lot. The, yeah. fatter, the fatter he gets, the better he is as a coach. That's what I'm saying. We need him to be fatter than ever. I'm calling it right now. Josh Heupel might be the next Andy Reid. <laughs> Could be next Andy Reid. I mean, maybe not that good, but he's good play caller. He seems to get fatter by the day. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I feel like Andy Reid. Andy Reid's personality is Mike Leach. It is. They are very similar. I think you just have to have a weird a, a screw loose to be that good of a play caller. It's insane. Yeah. And well, we, we've been watching this this Chiefs game. Whenever they, whenever they get to the, the red zone, you have no clue what they're going to do. It's crazy. Well, they, they might they might even – at some point, they might roll somebody out there with some skates on or something. They just do everything. They'll put Harrison Butker in that quarterback and somehow score. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, hey, I mean, I, I just want to talk about Arkansas real quick, though. I tried so hard to motivate the Hogs. I picked him. Really, just to get the get their their logo on the graphic, uh, but they're just they're not that good. Arkansas is eight and four. They've got eight and four written all over them, man. It sucks. But I wanted the Hawks to be good. They're just not. Do you guys think Mississippi State's better than Arkansas right now? Because I do. Uh, so uh, Vegas does too. Do they play next week? Yeah, they play. Well, be a game. Eleven a.m. You got to pick and choose your bet. It's on the SEC network. Where's it at? Uh, it's in uh, Cal- Cowbellville. Oh, might might take the the Bulldogs in that one. Oh, yeah, I agree. I will too. Hey, the Bulldogs can win that one. They can get it really really humming there. Oh yeah, five and one, man. That'd be huge. I'm believing them. They'd be, they'd be ranked if they win that game. I'm I'm always here for a good Mike Leach team. I agree. It's kind of fun. He's just he's too funny. Just to not keep him off air, you know. I agree. Hey, let's talk about the Big Ten here, though, real quick. The 11 a.m. game, the Big Ten, that was big noon kickoff. Michigan and Iowa. Uh, before I get too heated about the Big Ten, I, props to Michigan. Uh, they're a very good team. I think Michigan's one of the top teams in the country. I think Michigan and Ohio State are very, very good teams. Um, I think it's going to be a very good good game. I think they're just competing, contrasting styles still kind of too. J.J. McCarthy seems to continue to get better. Didn't make hardly, like, hardly any mistakes. But they're going to have to open the playbook up for them, I think, um, for them to actually win some of these bigger games when they play Penn State or Ohio State. But they're certainly a solid team. What do you guys think about Michigan right now? Uh, they look really good. They uh, they took care of business against against Iowa. I mean, I didn't expect them not to. I thought I thought Iowa's defense would be able to stop them a little bit more than they did. But I think Michigan's going to be 
I think I mean I think Michigan and Ohio State will both be undefeated going into that game. I think I think Iowa's defense like did like a fairly good job. They 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 only scored three touchdowns and they just they just spread them out is what and so it looks I think the final score looks worse for Iowa than what the, the score represented. I mean, because in the second quarter they kicked two field goals. They didn't even find the end zone. So yeah, like Jake said, you got to open up the playbook for McCarthy. I know he's still young. I know he's got all that, but geez, man, that, that kid's got a talent. He, he you really need to use him. Got to trust him at some point. Final man. score. I think it was 27, it was 27 to 14, but Iowa got a, a garbage time touchdown. Yeah, it was okay. it was a 20 point win in my estimation. I'd say. Yeah. Um, do you think it's possible for Iowa to win a game if they get down by more than 10 points? No. Nope. <laughs> no, I mean, I think it was 10 nothing. honestly. Wasn't it 10 nothing at some point? And I was like, that's game. I, I turned it <laughs> off. I legitimately turned the channel. Yeah, it was it was 12, it was 12 to nothing. I mean, it, I, yeah, 12 to nothing. Yeah, I mean, it's just I, – I, I don't want to get too big on the Big Ten, but Michigan and Indiana next week. Michigan and Indiana next week. Let, think about that game. That game is big noon kickoff. Yeah. The, oh my gosh. Their, their commercials are hilarious because they talk about all the big plays, the big games, and then proceed to say Michigan and Indiana. I was like, no, come on, man. Like, there's so much better case. That might be a 70 point victory. I think that's a good chance, man. I mean, there is a reason college game day is better. Let's just call it what it is. There's a reason college game day is better because we do this kind of pandering bullshit that Fox likes to do, where it's like they Fox has had the Michigan the Michigan game as big noon kickoff almost every week. Like and I get it. If it's not them, it's Ohio State. Literally. Yeah. And and they're they, again, those are good programs. But the teams they're playing are fucking children of the poor. Man, they're terrible. Indiana does not need to be on my TV ever. 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 I I could go my the rest of my life without seeing Indiana football. Purdue or Indiana. I'm cool with it. I'm out. Like the, the whole dream. somebody tell me one of these games. This is a Big Ten this week. This is these are these games that they played this week. Tell me if any of these games are objectively watchable outside of Michigan, Iowa, which was not a great game anyways. I mean, they're, they're either complete blowouts or pantsings, or they're two teams that are just absolute shit at offense. Uh, I think also, I'll make this point later, but listen to these games and tell me that if any of these are, are watchable games. Purdue, Minnesota. I, I think that was the most watchable out of the entire Big 12, Big 10 slate. I agree. And it's still 20 to 10, not a, yeah. exactly a lovely game. Illinois yeah. and Wisconsin, 34 to 10. I mean, how bad is Wisconsin? That's what I'm saying, man. Jeez. Uh, they, they just they fired their coach. Fired their coach. Yeah. Uh, all right, Indiana, oh, Indiana, Nebraska. Uh, I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you. I didn't watch paint dry and watch that shit. Hey, listen, I, can I say something real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Nebraska's tied for first on that side of the conference. Oh, yeah, no dude. fucking way. Oh, Northwestern and wait, Nebraska. Wait, are. wait, wait, what? Yeah, Northwestern hasn't won a game since week zero, and they're tied for first in the conference. Purdue, tied for first in the conference. Illinois, tied for first in the conference. Yeah, Minnesota, tied for first. Minnesota's not horrible, but yeah, it's fucking bad. I, Iowa, Iowa, tied for first. Yeah, no, yeah. It's it's insane. It's insane how bad that division is. And I don't want to let them off the hook or let the ACC uh, Coastal, I think. I don't want to let them off the hook either. Uh, yeah, ACC Coastal. I think the Sun Belt East is better than than the Big Ten West and the ACC Coastal. There, I'm serious. There are, there are six teams tied for first in the Big Ten West, 
and there's still two of them that have yet to score 100 points this year. It's, it's, it's insane. It, like, that is absolutely nuts because those teams yeah. have played FCS teams. I saw um, I saw a stat. Like, we, we were talking about Braylon Allen being a really, really good running back to me. He very well might, still might be, but, like, Wisconsin had two total rushing yards against fucking Illinois. Two. Who? Yeah. Two yeah, against and, and, Illinois. And that's the thing, man. Illinois is not a good team. I mean, Illinois I mean, is fine. They're fine. They're, Illinois is not horrible. But it's not a good team. Listen, uh, I, oh, can I say something about Nebraska again? Yeah. I, I, I like these stats. These stats are fun. Uh, KU's 5-0 and in the last five weeks. That has now tied Nebraska's last 93 weeks in win total. Yeah, that's crazy. 93 weeks. I, uh, with the back to Wisconsin, with two rushing yards to Illinois, I mean, my God. I mean, I've seen, I've seen running backs get hit in the backfield and stumble for three yards. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Hey, How but many t- times did they rush the ball? Hey, I, I don't know what they can do. Wait, that's Wisconsin probably ran it a hundred times. Let's see. All right, a box score here. I gotta see the box score. Is... You, ever, you ever you ever hear that TikTok sound? They ran it. Says, it's all I got. This is all I got. That's Wisconsin. <laughs> that's Wisconsin. <laughs> they ran it twenty four times. They got two fucking yards. <laughs> what is that for Gary? Is that what is that for Gary? Point one. Oh. <laughs> Dude, if you. If you give me the ball in 24 tries against a NFL defensive line, I feel like I could get more than two yards. Oh, 100%. I could get three. I could get three. Yeah, I can get, yeah. I'll, break, I'll break one loose for about four yards every once yeah. in a while. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll unhitch the wagon and put you know put the ponies in the bar for a five-yard game. Listen, just give me, give me one rush, I'll get four yards, and I'll get carted off the field. Dude, run a fucking double reverse, and I'll get four yards. I'll get exactly. four yards. I'll, I'll be carted off the field. The ball will be going the other way, but I'll still get four yards. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, well, I mean, just... it, that's just a disgrace to football, man. That's fucking disgusting. <laughs> that's, one more, that's one of the more embarrassing things I've ever heard. Because if you're Wisconsin, <laughs> it is the most embarrassing thing I've ever heard. When you're Wisconsin, your entire identity is running the ball. Literally, Literally your entire identity. When you get two yards against Illinois. They spend 365 days thinking about how many yards they can gain running, and they got two. They lost. They lost to a team who had, like, just think about the people that created their school name. Like, how creative is this shit? Let's just name them the Illini. <laughs> you got two yards against that team. Yeah, the, the the ball got rushed 64 times to- or 66 times in that game, and 139 yards were rushed, and and 137 of them were Illinois. That's well, hilarious. I think we I think we're forgetting about this. Northwestern lost to Miami, Ohio, and Southern Illinois. And Southern Illinois lost to Incarnate Word by 45. Yeah, dude. Oh, God. <laughs> and, that, and, that's, and, that's, and get this, this, that team's tied for first. I mean, it's a they haven't, they haven't won a game since week zero, and they're tied for first place. Yeah. How many teams are, what, one and three? Uh, one and one. one. one and, yeah, they're all one and one in the conference. In one conference. and four, two and three, three and two. Four and one, four and one, three and two are the records of all the teams. Do you remember when uh when Wisconsin trotted out maybe the worst quarterback in college football history? Alex Hornibrook. Alex Hornibrook. Oh, he, he, tra- he transferred to Florida State and played two games and threw seven interceptions and never played again. <laughs> and how do you how did how does that how did that guy make it to D one? He mm-hmm. he throws a shot put. You're you're talking about you know who modern day Alex Hornibrook is? Spencer Petrus. Oh, it's Spencer Petrus. <laughs> Spencer Petrus. 
Oh, I'd, I'd take Petrus 10 times out of 10 over fucking Alex Hornibrook. I'd take, I'd take Ethan Bullock over Hornibrook. No, I mean, I would, how I the hell was that guy? That was a starter for four years almost. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's the Big Ten, man. Uh, the Big Ten West. I I, mean, I want to get this out. I've shit, We're shit on the Big Ten. Ohio State and Michigan are, are obviously watchable, very good programs. And even Penn State to a degree. Even though Penn State, man, that game against Northwestern, if you watch that game, man, I am sorry. 17 to 7. I mean, oh, Ryan Holinsky. Real big Ryan, barn burner right there. Ryan Holinsky, Ryan Holinsky had a, a career day, and he went 15 for 38. I mean, How the hell did they get the – how did the hell did the Big Ten get the highest media rights deal of all time? That's what I we're all wondering that right now. How do you rush the ball? Penn State rushed the ball for 220 yards and only scored one time. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't even know how that's you amazing. do that. And they they had 140 receiving yards too. 360 yards and they only scored twice. Yeah, I don't I don't get it, man. And also here's the other thing is usually the Big Ten has one of these teams like Wisconsin or Michigan State kind of steps up and they're like the third, the second tier. Those two teams are absolutely terrible. Iowa, another team that kind of steps up. Those three teams are fucking terrible. So, like, what are they, you know, that second tier of the Big Ten? There is no second tier. They're all just a bunch of guards. Minnesota, maybe. But, like, it's Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, and there's no one else. The rest, it's a massive drop. Although I kind of think Maryland's kind of fun. Maybe Maryland's kind of fun. Uh, we're, we're grasping for listen, sure. Listen, oh, any, I agree. Team, any team that has a pulse on offense, the Big Ten's kind of fun. Just and that's Maryland. Pulse. That's Maryland. Yeah. You, you, you exactly. got Talia and you got uh, you got Talia and a couple receivers there at Maryland that are fun. Yeah. No, I think Maryland's a fun team, though. Compared to the rest of the Big yeah. Ten, they're a hell of a lot of fun. I mean, you're, t- you're hey. telling me Nebraska has a solid chance to win that conference. I was about to bring side. that up. I'm about to bring that up. I'm gonna go ahead and, and mark it down right now. Nebraska is a chance. Nebraska is gonna win the Big Ten West. I'm calling it right now. <laughs> I'm serious. Like I'm dead. I'm, I'm serious as a heart attack. I, Nebraska will win the Big Ten West, and they'll get beat by 490 in the Big Ten Championship <laughs> yeah. game. God, I'm rooting for that man. <laughs> that, that would that would make everything right about the year. Oh, it would be perfect. In the Big Ten West, how far how far on the list of the Big Twelve teams do you have to go until you say that team's not going to win the Big Ten West? No, all of them. Oh, and West Virginia, really? maybe that's it. Yeah, uh, Iowa State. I mean, we already proved it. Iowa State beat Iowa. Yeah, and Iowa State's not good. <laughs> no, they're not. Yeah. So, I don't you, know. you, so you think you take nine out of ten teams to win the Big Ten West in the Big, in the Big Iowa, Iowa State would be iffy, but I'll just tell you this much: Kansas would run a fucking would boat race any Big Ten West team. <laughs> they probably would, yeah. Uh, they oh. Did you see the play that KU ran where they had their backup quarterback lineup as a running back? They did a read option, to the, gave it to the running back that was actually their backup quarterback, and then he threw an out route. Yeah. If the, if the Big Ten West saw that button, they would they would would their coach would meet at midfield and have to call off the dogs for the rest of the game. They, they do a clear. That's they not do what Syracuse did and say, we'll play 10-minute quarters. 10-minute like, quarters, <laughs> please. Oh, my God. That's that's another story. we got to talk about that. Syracuse and Wagner decided on 10-minute quarters. Second half. That's really instilling some confidence in your boys. But... Oh, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? I think it, apparently, it happens more than we like realize. But yeah, I remember Missouri did it a couple of years ago. Yeah. They beat some team so bad. I feel bad for him. You think Stephen F. Austin did that last week when they won ninety-eight to nothing? No. They, if they, they did that in ten-minute quarters, then my God, that team to the, the worst team ever. <laughs> uh, hey, Steven. 
I would like to say uh, my fun belt, ride or die, undefeated. Hey, I was talking about this, man. The Sun Belt East is actually really fucking good. Like, Coastal Carolina's good. James Madison's undefeated. Old Dominion beat Virginia Tech. Appalachian State beat A&M. Georgia Southern beat Nebraska. Marshall beat uh, uh, Notre Dame. And then Georgia State is 1-4, and four, and they almost beat South Carolina. Like, the Sun Belt East is really good. We're having some, we're having some fun in the Fun Belt. Yeah. And how many teams? How many teams in the Sun Belt East would win the Big Ten West? Okay, uh, four. I'm going four. I got four. <laughs> let me look at the, let me look at their standings. Well, I just James I, Madison Dukes would do it. I just picked I just picked Nebraska yeah. to win the Big Ten West, and Georgia Southern beat Nebraska, and they're fifth in the Sun Belt East. Coastal. <laughs> I mean, it's it's sad. I got Coastal, James Madison, App State, and Marshall. Wait, say that again. Coastal, James Madison, App State, and Marshall. And then Old Dominion make a run for it. Old Dominion's not bad, but they they also lost to Virginia. So I, I don't know. Maybe they beat they, Virginia they Tech, though. To, yeah, they just lost to Liberty, too. Oh, uh, yeah. See, I don't think so. Yeah, maybe not, though. I, 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 I mean, hey, I don't want to let the ACC Coastal off the off the hook either here, where we're talking about bad divisions. You guys just, just – we'll just list them off. We'll just list the teams. Listen to the fucking Coastal, man. Duke, North Carolina, who I think – I think North Carolina's pretty – they're all right, but they've got housed by Notre Dame and Marshall beat Notre Dame. Uh, Georgia Tech, shit. Virginia Tech might be the worst program I've seen take this big of a dive in a long time. Miami, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh just lost to Georgia Tech at home. And oh. Virginia. And Virginia got housed by Illinois. Is Illinois decent? Uh, they, might be. Good. they might be. But North Carolina is the best team in that division you just named, I think. Yeah. Miami, Miami hasn't even played a conference game yet. How's it possible? I don't know. That's kind of crazy. Really? Yeah. I'm like, we're going into week three conference play. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. Hey, let's, that's actually a really good segue. Let's talk about uh, Clemson and uh, NC State and then also the Wake Forest FSU game. I think Wake Forest is the second best team in the ACC. Uh, what they showed against Clemson two weeks ago was impressive because you saw NC State absolutely struggle on offense. Um, hey, DJ Uagalele, man. I know it's kind of crazy that he's he's up here, you know, playing really well. I think we should maybe start hearing some murmurs for the Heisman on him. Uh, as much as we like to, you know, crown all the good quarterbacks on these good teams, he's got to be up there. Yeah, I don't, his stats don't really portray it. I mean, his. I don't. Play, I don't want him to be Heisman, right? I just think he's, you know, maybe we could put his name up there. I mean, Will Rogers has got way better stats than he does, man. Yeah, Will Rogers is a damn good quarterback. Uh, he, he's got 19 touchdown passes already. But I don't know. I don't, I don't think DJ is probably. If they keep winning, then yeah, he'll probably get some, the murmurs for it for sure. You guys get Devin to watch. Devin Leary is awesome. Yeah, Devin Leary is really good. He, he can kind sling of it. bad in the second half, though. I've, he can sling it. He, he can sling it, but he had – that offense he, was pretty piss poor, man. He kind of he kind of blew it for him there at the end with that, with that muff snap. Like, it was kind of right at his hands, and he just dropped it. I think uh, – I've been I've been down down playing Clemson. And I'll admit I was wrong. They're a lot better than I thought they were. Yeah, they, they, didn't, they didn't even have Brassier or however you say his last name. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, they, they're good. They're I'll tell you right now, I I'm still not convinced that Wake Forest isn't the best team in the ACC. I, I actually agree with that, Drew. I think it's a really good point. And the thing that sucks about it is that Wake Forest, Clemson, NC State, all the good teams and Florida State, all, all those good teams are on the same side of the conference. It's kind of a little yeah. bit like the Big Ten. And so you're not going to see Wake Forest play Clemson again. It's just it's not hey, possible. Give me Sam Hartman for Heisman right now. That guy, is, 
that guy is awesome. He is good. Uh, he, he might be the perfect NFL backup. I don't know if he's good oh. enough to be a starter for a long time, but he would be absolutely yep. perfect as a backup. And he's that's not a knock on him. He's very good. I just think he'd be an incredible backup. I think if somebody looked at me and said, "Hey, you're you, you'll be really good as a backup in the NFL," I don't think that'll hurt my my feelings one bit. You know, I'm sure he wants hey. to be a starter though. He sees himself as as a starter. Oh, that, I agree. Right? I agree. But hey, still, tell, you know? tell me if I'm crazy here, because I probably am. It's probably a really stupid <laughs> take, but is a uh, here we go. Is Adrian Martinez not creeping his name on the Heisman list? Say that again. Is Adrian Martinez not creeping his name up the Heisman list in your opinion? Oh, He's looking really good. It's tough to be a Heisman candidate at Kansas State. I will say Colin Klein was. Yeah, but he's he's run the ball like insanely well. Yeah, he's Derrick Henry with the ball. Well, it's like it. He's good, man. I I always thought he was good at Nebraska, but there he had to throw it too much and he had to cool. kind of make two second and third reads. He doesn't have to in Kansas State's offense. If he keeps playing like this, if he keeps playing like he does in Kansas State, loses one or two games, I think we can put him up there. Do yeah, you want to hear the Heisman odds for today? Yeah, go ahead. So, C.J. Stroud leads it at plus 150. Caleb Williams is at plus 400. Bryce Young has moved back to plus 900 after the injury. Uh, Hendon Hooker at plus 1,300. Stetson Bennett's at 1,600. Blake Corum and Jameer Gibbs, both running backs, yes. uh, plus 1,500, plus 2,000. And then Adrian Martinez is there at plus 2,000 as well. D.J. Uyungle is, is at 2,500 as well. 2,500? Really? That's a good bet, man. Drake, Drake May is up there with 3,300 odds, but that's that's kind of rounding out the list there. Why are you, why are we st- – I get Drake May is that good, but is he good enough to win the Heisman? No. All right. Unless unless they do – unless North Carolina does something. He's, he's going to be another good backup in the NFL, Drake May. Yeah. He's got he's, – he's young, though. He's got some time to make some some hay there. He's got some money. If they were going based off just purely stats, then Bailey Zappi should have won the Heisman last year. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but that's yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true. But then, I mean, we would have said that Mike Leach's quarterbacks would have won it every couple of years, you know. Yeah, I think it's interesting though. You guys, I don't know. Wake Forest, Florida State game seemed like I don't know if you guys ever watch Red Zone. There's always a couple games on when you watch Red Zone that, that just don't get featured. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt about Wake Forest, Florida State. It was in a bad time slot for me to watch it at all. So I kind of went back and watched a little bit of the highlights. Uh, Florida State, man, it's going to be nut-cutting time next week because we've seen it before. They're a little bit like Texas in the fact that if they lose a game, they can really, really let it start to, you know, turn one game into two games, into three games loss-wise. Um, so they, if they can win next week, I think they actually might be like Clemson pretty soon. They, Yeah, I think Florida State plays Clemson and NC State pretty soon. But uh, do you guys think Florida State's a, a, a contender in the ACC Atlantic? I don't think, I think so. It's no. Safe to say they're the third best team. Dude, yeah, well, and and Syracuse, man, Syracuse isn't bad either. It's just like they. I don't think they're gonna win it, but I mean, they could get there. Yeah, but I I think it's gonna be Clemson and Wake. They, they can't play each other. Dogs. I don't think they can't. They can't play each other. Well, they can't. No, they're in the same division. Well, it, then it's those four out of all of them. Whoever's getting out. Um, I'm telling you right now. I think Wake Forest. I'm 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 fully convinced they're the best team in the ACC. I'm I'm convinced. Well, what makes you what convinces you of that? Considering they lost, I know they lost Clemson, but I think if they played again, I think Wake Forest would win. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's true. It was 
that was one of the best games of the year, and I think it's the most important game right now of the ACC and at any point in the schedule. NC State uh, gets a home game, though, right back at it against Florida State this next week. That's – that, That'll be a who, good game. Whoever wins that game is really – whoever loses that game is really screwed. Does Clemson have any other any other tough games in their schedule other than Florida State? I want to say that they schedule Notre Dame. Who? Clemson? No. Yeah. Yeah, they, they played Notre Dame later on. Notre Dame's not great. Syracuse, though. Syracuse. Oh, yeah. Hey, if it's in the Carrier Dome. It's out. not. It's not. Get nervous. It's not. You could also see maybe at the end of the year, South Carolina gets better and has at least a fighter's chance in that game. I don't think South Carolina's very good, but. Does Clemson play Pitt this year? They do not. Yeah. And they lost to Pitt last year as well. That was one of their three losses. That's enough about the ACC, though. I don't, I don't, ACC, hey, we, it's all right. We covered it, though. We got a score got me today. Yeah, I, I figured that score had already been scored before. What was 48, the score? 48 45. It's been a while. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I had definitely figured that that one had already been, uh, had already happened. Uh, anyways, to go on, let's to finish about the ACC. I just think NC State, uh, they have a good roster, um, good quarterback. They're just not a big-time program yet. And being in that top-10 environment on the road, they're not ready to win that game. They have a strong team. I think they – I believe in their coach. I believe in them as, as a program down the line. I just don't think they're ready for that that atmosphere and that type of top-10 environment. You know, they're, just, they're not a big-time program yet. Yeah, who are you, who are you talking about? NC State. Sorry, I was oh, looking yeah. at the Swarigami replies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't – were they undefeated heading into that week? Yes, but they had a near loss, obviously, to East Carolina the first week. Yeah. yeah I, I picked NC State to win. Probably shouldn't have, but I just, I just underestimated Clemson, I guess. Last point There's on the ACC. Picks. Oh, yeah. There's hey, Tom's on top. Leader. You're on top? Come on. Didn't yeah. I go four and one? Yeah, you both did. Oh, you were at the very four. bottom, though, Calvin. Yeah, I came out of the cellar. Drew, Drew, Drew went from the top to the very bottom. Yeah, Donnie, it's so close, anything can happen. It, I don't know I, I'm, I'm, it's been picks. wildly close, man. <laughs> Kentucky screwed me. Kentucky should have won that game. Yeah, I picked out. I picked Arkansas. That was pretty stupid. I just did it for the graphic Arkansas fans. That's all right. I mean, I, I put the TCU graphic just for because I know everybody else picked OU. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to pick TCU, but I didn't believe in them. But that's why I picked. That's why I picked Baylor. Yeah. Well, hey, let's talk about Kansas State real quick. And I, I, but before that, I want to talk about Virginia Tech. Um, special shout out to Virginia Tech, man. I mean, good lord, man. They have you seen a program fall into a pit of darkness faster and quieter than Virginia Tech has? I mean, they suck balls. Yeah, they're they last week. North Carolina, they got beat by 31. Oof. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's bad. They lost Old Dominion earlier this year, and they fired their coach. I mean, that that was a good pro- – Virginia Tech is a solid, fun program, and they are fucking terrible, man. I I'll, I, I think Virginia blood. Tech – Virginia Tech is the same program as Texas Tech. Texas – I feel like they're more of a Kansas State. You think? Yeah, yeah. I can see it. We'll never win a national championship, but they'll be good some years. Yeah, and then, well, Virginia Tech played for the national championship with Michael Vick, um, but they did not win. Mm. 
What did you guys? What do you guys make of the rest of the uh, the, the Big Twelve though? Let's talk about Kansas State, Texas Tech, and Texas West Virginia real quick. Uh, West Virginia is horrible. Yeah, they're, wow, real they bad. they're real bad. JT, JT Daniels is just a bust of a recruit at the end of the day. We can all say it. He's just not that good. I've been saying it, man. K-State. Uh, we, we, I talked shit at them in the preseason. I think they, I think they can go to this year. I think they're a good team. And they can make the Big 12 championship? I, I think they can, yeah. I think Kansas State deserves a lot of credit for that win, man. I think Texas Tech is kind of like a bull in a china shop right now. Like they're just they're oh, yeah. just coming in and they're throwing the entire fucking kitchen sink at you, like yeah. man, they're doing everything to win. I I think K State will win every game other than maybe like they they'll probably struggle with Texas, Baylor, no SU. But other than that, I think maybe T State TCU will be will be a really good game. Yeah, the Big Twelve man this year, I think it's so strong. Uh, but I don't want to I don't want to suck our own penises too much. Um, but I think the Big Twelve is really really good this year. Yeah, that's why I said, no, he's going to ruin somebody's season. I can just see it. I can oh, foresee yeah. it. Can't wait till we ruin Kansas' 6 no season. Uh, we're going to get dog-fucked by that team. Uh, we're not going to get dog-fucked by Kansas. Can't Chill out. This is a discussion we're having. We're not getting dog-fucked by Kansas. We're going to get peed on. I have a feeling. Kansas <laughs> is about to get Kansas Tom, Tom, get, Tom are you, you going to be cheering for KU, Tom? It won't matter. No, there's no reason. Dude, at this at this point in the season, I'm don't you don't take... you utter those stupid ass words out of your mouth. No, Tom, Tom, you're good. If they if they win this week, you're good. You can cheer as hard as you want against them next the, the next week. You're good because they'll be six and zero. I'm telling you, I think yeah, and then TCU, I know that it doesn't matter how well they do after that. Exactly, it doesn't matter. They, they go six six. TCU is about to house Kansas. I'll tell you that right now. I kind of I, dude, I hope I hope Kansas just murders the entire city of Fort Worth and nukes it. I, I hope it happens. I hope I hope not because a lot of us will be down there in the surrounding areas. So I hope I hope not. Yeah, well okay awesome. just a secluded blast. Yeah we don't need a we don't need a Chernobyl. We need like a car bomb. A car bomb we need yeah. like <laughs> like strategically place car bombs around the city of Fort Worth and detonate them all at the same time. Especially think, around the stadium. Like like we said I'll admit it, Kansas is Kansas is a good team, but like like they, they have not like Jake said, they have not played anybody like great yet. And the TC's not great, but the TC's gonna beat them by thirty. Oh, all right. Drew's picking his pantsing already. TC, I think they're gonna beat them by thirty. You know what I I thought was gonna be a pantsing this week? Georgia and Missouri. Oh, what about that? Come on. That was my hey. boob job game. Telling you, I got a new favorite player in college football, and that's the Missouri kicker. That guy's yeah. awesome. <laughs> he, he's a, he single he single handedly lost in the game last week, and he had the game of his life against Georgia. Well, like he's doing this after yeah. the kick. <laughs> yeah. It was awesome, man. That was I, that was I, good television, and I was I, expecting to not want to watch that game at all. There's nothing better than a chubby kicker. Oh, absolutely nothing. The only thing, the only thing that sucks about those late night SEC network games is that Jordan Rogers is on the call. Uh, you know Vanderbilt's shit ass quarterback that just so happens to be on the Bachelorette and Aaron Rodgers' brother. That guy just does not deserve to be on my television at all. He's not good at his job, and then you have to sit there and act like, oh, Jordan Rogers, oh, what do? Why is he on my television at all? You know. They should make the Missouri kicker one of the an, an analysts after he retires. 
I'll tell you that. I'll tell you something. That was the last chance Georgia had to lose this year. They're not losing now. Really? <laughs> that was their scare. That was their scare. You Here's think so? After that. Well, until they play like Alabama or something. But that was a lot. They always have every, – every top, like, five team always has one scare a year. They all, Every single time. And that was I don't know, scare. man. Because here, here's my thing is I I don't think Missouri is anywhere close to good. I mean, they got yeah, absolutely not. fucked on by Kansas State. I mean, they're not good. So why do we – so what what is your thing? Why do you think Georgia I – I feel like if they were to have a scare against anybody, it would be a team that has a pulse. Missouri didn't even have a pulse before that game. Well, I mean, you saw, you saw Georgia lose to South Carolina a couple of years ago. Fine after that. Oh, yeah. I mean, this Missouri team is pretty fucking bad, man. They're horrible, yeah. But, like, I'm telling you, Georgia's not going to lose a game after that. What do you guys think about Georgia? I think it's something that we have to talk about. Number one, they're the number one team in the country, and they just have not looked like it the last two weeks. I'm not I forgot about the Kent State game. What, Drew? I said I forgot about the Kent State game. Yeah, it's been two weeks in a row that they have not looked like the number one team. I'm not too worried about it. They're going to be fine. Yeah. They'll get to midseason for them, and then they'll dominate everyone just like they have been. You just have your limitations with Stetson Bennett, your quarterback. True. That's my thing. I think it's probably true. I, he's been pretty good this year, though. Yeah. All right. Um, this doesn't make mistakes. I think he's just a guy that doesn't make mistakes, and that's what you need at quarterback. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. Um, I think, man, I'm just, I'm wondering. I'm sitting here. I'm wondering if we have some transitive properties. How in the hell did Nebraska lose to OU by a, a hundred, and then OU lose to TCU by a hundred? Like, if it was just transitive property, how bad would TCU beat Nebraska? I mean, probably 20. I mean, it's just – I don't even understand how that works. Yeah. I was, I, Nebraska might be the worst college football team in America. There's all well, – they beat, they beat somebody, so they, there has to be a one that's worse, you know? That's a good point. I think, I think we just under, underestimated TCU and they just came out and kicked our ass. Yeah. Hey, uh, we got like two or three minutes left. So I really want to talk about Oklahoma State and Baylor, man. I think it's the only game we haven't really talked about too much. Um, man, I was pumped about this game. Great game. I've been waiting. I've been, been very patient. I, I, I've been very patient about this team because we haven't played anybody. But I had a real good feeling about this game. I had a real good feeling about this group, This, this these guys. Um, they have a lot of you – know, we have a lot of long way to go, a lot of issues to shore up. Um, but at this point of the season, like who doesn't have some issues, right? Um, our, our best receiver, man, and who I consider the X factor of the offense, haven't played a snap yet, and we look damn good. And whenever we get Bray and Blaine Green back, man, I'm just telling you, all these people that said the Big 12 was wide open, I get it, right? I, I get it. I'm just, I'm just saying I'm a homer. I get it. But Oklahoma State's the best team in the Big 12. And we proved that. On, on the, the game. We should have won the game by more than we did. And we were, we were ineffective running the ball at the one-yard line once again at another point. But still, easily won. And I think it, we could have won by a lot more. And if OSU does what they typically do under Gundy, they, they're going to get better at each week and progress by the end of the season to be a, be, a better team than they were at week one. And if they continue to do that, and I'm, I'm pumped. You just got you got a, you got a couple more tough games in your schedule. Oh yeah, no, it, we have a lot of tough games on our schedule. Right? The Big, Big Twelve is a, a tough conference, but I, I I I think that the people that say that there's no favorite, like 
man, why is there no, I mean, we, we went eight and one last year in the conference regular season. Everybody else went seven and two. Like there is a favorite man. It's us. I think, I think you guys are the favorite. Yeah. I agree with that. Bye. I just, I can see you guys dropping a game. I really, I can. Oh yeah. No, I'm not saying that. I mean, we're four and oh. Do y'all play, where do y'all play Iowa State this year? Home. Oh, thank God. Here. OSU, I think OSU Texas this year is going to be a real good game. Oh, yeah. I think that, I'll be honest with you, I think that might homecoming. be the game of the year in the Big 12 this homecoming. year. It's, is, yeah, it, it's is, it, is it in Stillwater again? Yeah. Yep. Homecoming, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, you'll, you'll have to most likely face Quinny, where that'll be, a tough, that'll be a tough atmosphere for him. Yeah. I mean, our next, our, our next couple games at home are all sold out. So this should be a pretty good atmosphere. We play Texas Tech next week at home and then Texas the next week after. The next home game. Hey, I'm not saying we're going to win or anything, but hey, Bedlam's in Norman. I mean, I'm always worried for Bedlam, but I'll just be honest with you. That's not the first game on my worry list right now. Oh, it wouldn't be mine either. I'm saying it's chance. Oh, certainly. Uh, and you, and you bet you bet your ass I'll be picking LU that game. <laughs> there you go, man. And I was expecting nothing less. Bottom fucking dollar. Hey, all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is this, man. Colin Oliver, Kendall Daniels. We had an interview with uh, KP Kelly of Texas High School Football. Here it is. So we're pumped to have on here KP Kelly, editor-in-chief of TexasHighSchoolFootball.com. Um, we also have a Twitter page, Texas High School Football. It's uh, Texas HS and then football, um, just about how it sounds. So you can check him out there. We're pumped to have him on. Uh, I think we'd be kind of remiss if we didn't ask you today after yesterday what do you make of the whole David Hicks situation and kind of committing to, to A&M when it seemed like everybody thought maybe OU was the lean there? Um, do you have any, any opinion on that? Uh, yeah, I mean, we've interviewed uh, Taylor Arends is our uh, Aaron. I would say Arends because of the Taylor Lorenz. That's okay. always in the news, not Taylor Arends. Uh, she does our Friday Night Lights uh, live football coverage and then our podcast. And she's talked to him twice. And you know, of course, you know, I, I gave a little guidance and like, let's try to get try to get something out of him recruiting wise. You rarely ever do. And just nothing coming from him. So you're, you're left kind of judging based off of the images he shares with a lot of players, too, of their recruiting visits. And it's like, ah, and the A&M one looked like a lot of people thought he was going to A&M after the A&M one. But then a lot of people thought Oklahoma um, as well. And um yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think it was ever as solid. Uh, a lot of people thought Oklahoma for sure, but uh, I, I think they were. I think he was kind of one or the other, bouncing back and forth. And but it's a, it's a tough decision for him because there's a lot of uh, a lot of variables all th- with all three schools. Jimbo on the hot seat the first seemingly after week two. New coach in Oklahoma. Um, you've got Texas is back again, except now they have two losses. Um, Whole, whole lot of dynamics, but I think, yeah, A&M, he gets to play right away. Uh, it's a good situation NIL-wise there, too. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's 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 huge news. He's been the number one player in his class for a while. We've had him ranked as the best player in the state um, this year, and I think we had him two or three last year as a junior. So, so um, I guess our second question for you is what got you into the, the Texas high school football so my background, I, my uh, high school football career ended as a, a freshman. I, I was a pretty good quarterback, but focused on basketball, and, but always been a huge football fan. And I was doing social media and doing a lot of blogging 
And a guy who's no longer with the company, who's kind of managing the site several years ago, found me on some like top social media marketers list. I think I was like number 67 or something. And I was like, hey, did you call the first 66? And he's like, yep, yep, you were the first one to answer. <laughs> and so they got me plugged in with doing some social media marketing for them. And that just led to doing more writing um, and eventually kind of managing the site. It's It's been a fun ride. I mean, we were we were around a thousand website visitors a month back a couple of years ago. And now we're consistently over a million. So um, it's been fun. So with that, for, for sports, there's almost no better, like Texas high school football in itself is almost a major sport. Yeah. We, th that was actually going to be our next question with mm -hmm. that, with the whole Texas Friday night lights, all that, you know, it, it's a huge deal. And being from Oklahoma, we, we've heard a lot about it, of course, and, and we're around the area. So how would you describe Friday Night Lights in Texas to somebody who's never been there? And, and what's your favorite part about all of it? And, and I forgot about the Oklahoma, for some reason, the Oklahoma angle. I, I forgot about that. So now I see why the David Hicks thing is like, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it is tough to, it's really tough to explain. I mean, I think everybody that's kind of gone to a high school football game that likes football at all, or just likes that atmosphere, no matter where you are in the country, you kind of have an idea of that Friday lights feel that it's just kind of, you know, if you, and after you've graduated, if it's been 10, 15 years since you've gone to a game, you show up at a high school stadium, you kind of have this feeling of like, Oh, this is like, I remember this band playing. There's really bad popcorn for $10 a box. There's, you know, all this stuff going on. You can't remember. And in Texas, it's just on steroids. So entire town shut down. If it's, if it's not the biggest classification school, if it's one of the smaller ones, one of the smaller smaller towns, the whole town's shut down and everybody's there. Um, they have to let the local police know when they're traveling. Some of these schools have one, two, three hours. When they're traveling more than an hour or two, they have to let the local police know to put extra people on shift because everybody's leaving the town to go to their road game. And the stadiums just get packed. And it's amazing because it'll be, towards the end of the season, you'll have a one in 17 playing a one in 17 and their stadium is packed and their stadium is way bigger and it doesn't make economical sense to you how they could even afford the stadium that it should be for the size of the school, but it is, and it's sold out and packed every game. So the stadiums are bigger. They're all packed every game. Um, most of the schools have been playing, have very long rivalries. And so there's always something to play for. There's always, some history between the schools and the bands are bigger and that's a bigger thing. It's just, it's Texas. Everything's, everything's kind of bigger. And I think a lot of it too is the mystique carried a, a certain weight and then it just grows on itself because everybody says football's huge in Texas. It gets even bigger and you have the Friday lights movie, the Friday lights show and every, everybody just kind of wants to be a part of it. Uh, and and it, in, from the high school standpoint, all the students come and are heavily involved. And you get that in a lot of schools, a lot of states across the country. But Texas, is, it's, a, it's a little bit different where it's the kids that just don't care at all about football. They don't care about the band. They don't care about the cheerleaders, but they're at the game all the time. Um, and their parents come to the game, too. And it, yeah, it's just it, it's crazy how wild it gets and just how big it is with that many people in all these massive stadiums. Yeah, so I, I think you you covered a lot there. I, I, I agree with you on kind of what, what you're saying about the, the biggest stadiums. I drove by Allen's and Prosper Stadiums 
not but a month ago. It's it's ridiculous how big they, how big they are for a high school. Uh, but I kind of want to transition here to next week. We have Texas and Oklahoma playing. Obviously, a big game for both schools. But mm-hmm. how big of a game would you say is that for for recruits in the state of Texas and kind of uh, where they choose to go to school and and how their perception is of each school? How big of a game is that um, for for both of those universities and kind of determining recruits? I think probably not quite as big as it used to be. Okay. Uh, because of all the other elements, because of the NIL element, uh, because of all these teams have some sort of national broadcasting, uh, because of even the ease of traveling back and forth, it's just easier and easier to travel places or to see family. People don't think about that often, but um, you know, being able to see family and interact on Zoom and all those things is a huge thing that might keep a Texas player before in a local Texas college but now they can travel just a couple hours further away and they're seeing their family online and the family can travel easy. So all those, all those things make it, um, yeah, there's so many different elements, but it's still huge. And it, it shows the direction of the programs that they're going there. The, and, and the players are looking at it. A lot of the players are going to be at the game. A lot of the top recruits be at the game. And um, yeah, I mean, there's so many little things to it. I mean, just Baker and Kyler, looking cool <laughs> like just it, like it seems it seems silly but just looking cool and the team camaraderie on the sidelines and all that plays into it um so there's just so many eyes on the game that it's the one game for the schools where you want to play well but you want every element of the production of the game to go yeah. well too just every like you want the players excited and happy on the sidelines and encouraging people you want the trainers and the people supplying the water like on top of their game because everybody's watching that one game not just who wins but all those different things but this year is a little bit different because you're kind of wondering who where the where the schools are going um you know how's oklahoma looked unstoppable and how are they going to transition from lincoln rally it looked like okay no issue at all like going to be a top four contending team and then you have one bad game and it's like oh where where is this program really and then Texas, you know, a lot of it is Quinn Ewers getting hurt, probably. Um, how much of that, I don't know. But, you know, is the Texas program uh, on the way up? Because if Texas has a five-loss season this year, are they looking at another coach? Right. Um, so, you know, and the, and, and the coaches are highly important. You see that. You see, you know, several Oklahoma players heading where Lincoln Riley goes. So uh, the coaches play a big role. So I think while in general the games aren't quite as important as they used to be um, for the recruiting, I think this year for Oklahoma, Texas is actually pretty significant. Okay, so um, with the time you spent covering Texas high school football, who's some of the favorite people you've ever covered, whether it be like coaches or players or just any other any other type of person? I mean, more recently, I think Quinn Ewers you just mentioned because he's just, I mean, he's got the mullet. He was just a character and, you know, kind of um, man, what we can we can say some critical things once in a while, once they get to college age and above when they're in high school, you never want to. But in high school, like he had this attitude and in uh, the way he carried himself where you're like, who is this guy? And then you see him on the field and you're like, OK, he's he is the man. He's he's uh, he was he was amazing on the field, but. He was just a, a larger than life figure for them. I think Cade Klubnik, just with uh, Austin Westlet, uh, is almost the opposite. Very quiet. You ask almost 
whatever the question is, you're just going to get a yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Um, and then just kept winning all the time. He was kind of a fun guy, fun guy to cover. And that was the thing from him. You see him with a couple of the other quarterbacks in the class going up through middle school. Um, and he was kind of not quite as highly rated as a couple of the others. And then he just, he never stopped winning. And so yeah. he gets highly rated. There's a guy whose name is escaping me that we just talked to a couple weeks ago who uh, is a TikTok star. <laughs> and like we, and he has a tooth that he can take out. He has the crazy mullet. I mean, there are some, in the last couple of years, there are a lot of players that are just a lot more, there's a lot more personality coming out, I think, because social media presents that opportunity for them. And that's good and quite often bad um, yeah. for a lot of them. But we're just seeing way more personalities. Um, so it gets kind of fun to, um, to, to cover a lot of them. Certainly I, as I'm an Oklahoma state fan, so I, I kind of want to hear, uh, you know, the biggest, big recruit we got last year was Ollie Gordon, um, from Ulysses, uh, uh, Trinity. I kind of, I kind of want to hear about what his personality is like, what you, what you gained from him by covering him so far. Uh, we didn't get a whole lot. We interviewed him. We talked to him twice that I remember very confident. Um, but was a little quieter than some of the others. Uh, one of the things with a lot of the players now, though, that's difficult is they are so well coached <laughs> that it is the same. It's like a, you know, they just give you the same. It's like a Russell Wilson interview. Yeah. yeah. Where they give you the five cliches and then you're like, uh, all right, good luck next week. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, he, he was pretty active online and social media a lot. He interacted with us quite a bit. And so um, that's where we start to kind of, the kids that interact with us, we start to promote a good yeah. bit more. Um, but this seemed like a really good, a really good kid. One that you just kind of wouldn't worry about when he goes to the program. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, we'll see how he continues to do, to do there. But kind of somebody you just, you don't worry about. Yeah, he's looked good early, so I think he's a, a person that the whole fan base is pretty pumped about seeing continue to yeah. develop for sure. Under, under the spotlight for yeah. for several years and performed well and. Yeah. So another guy that we're talking about uh, when, was at Cedar Hill for a long time. Joe McGuire has been pretty good at Texas Tech here early on in his first year. Of course, coming off that win against Texas, what what do you remember about him, and 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 what what do you think has made him so successful at Tech from what you saw maybe at Cedar Hill? Of uh, not a guy we covered a whole lot until they made their their deep playoff run. Um, so I, I remember one of the playoff games. Always good on third down. Um, yeah. you know, that just often overlooked a lot. Um, what can they do on third down? Of course, a lot of the top schools don't face third down. <laughs> what that is. Uh, there's some guy that kicks the ball if it gets to fourth down that's never seen the field. But I, I think pretty efficient, got more efficient each year. Um, third downs was the big, huge thing that stood out. I remember we did some statistic on that. And then at Texas Tech, yeah, it's, I mean, when you're there, their, their talent is not as good as Oklahoma or Texas um it's not terribly far off but you just can't make a lot of mistakes you got to be efficient on third down uh and that's him and i think just kind of kind of a good leader um also stands out so you're and again one of those quarterbacks that maybe isn't the top three or four that get gets talked about from middle school on it's kind of just below that but always performed well always just kept on winning and then goes to college and then always just keeps on winning. Just, just seems like it's going to be a, going to be a winner there. 
All right, so um, I guess we got one more question for you before you, we get you out of here. Um, with the recruiting pace that Texas and Texas A&M have, um, like they always get five stars and four stars compared to like Baylor. Or does that surprise you that Baylor's had a more recent 10-1 season than them? Yeah, I think in you you almost see that in the preseason rankings also too, where Baylor is, is, is are we on almost the 20th straight season where Baylor is the surprise team to move on up? Like they <laughs> seem to always rank down that like outside and then here they come. Um, so if you look at a lot of the commits and Texas is starting to do this now, what you guys will see with Oklahoma is Oklahoma can very much com uh, compete with Texas for those five stars and the top four stars. And they're actually winning on some of those. I mean, you have Jackson Arnold, you got Petaway, uh, Colton Vassett from uh, Austin Westlake is going to be, I think he's going to be like a top, a first round pick um, in the NFL. That kid's just, just awesome. Anthony Evans. I mean, you guys have a lot of the, the top players that you're uh, competing for, but what you see when you go to the te Texas is what they've done kind of quietly. Well, this last year is in-state recruit a lot of those three stars um, and a lot of the kind of four stars that aren't getting as much hype. And you don't see that on the Oklahoma recruiting as much. Now, part of that is because they're getting the, the four-star Oklahoma kids. And so um, a little easier for them to get those versus going to the three-star. And so with Baylor, you see, you're seeing rosters just loaded with – Baylor's rosters just loaded with three-star guys from Texas. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, and so I think that, um, that the recruiting is a little bit better than it seems They're They haven't been competing well for the top players. Um, but the roster is just loaded with three-star players and three-star players from, from, from the, the top schools. I mean, at Texas, you look at the six A rankings, it's like the, the usual suspect every year and Baylor's going in and getting the second best wide receiver. And maybe that running back that didn't start until his senior year. And, you know, the second best linebacker from yeah. Westlake. Or just, and it's really just adds up to a roster that's that's a lot more talented than people think. That's a good point. I, I can I can see why why that is kind of lost in the shuffle is that these a lot of these guys that are three stars, you know, three, four star recruits, you know, low four, four star um, end up going to Baylor because that's a place that they've seen people like that have the same kind of re recruiting caliber they did succeed. Um, yeah. So that, that becomes, yep. you know, one on top of another, you start stacking classes like that and it really builds a, a culture. So we've, we've, we've had a little bit of a tradition on this podcast as we got it going here. Every time uh -oh. we have an interview, we have to ask who your most famous person in your phone is. Who's the most famous person you have a contact for in your, in your phone right now? Um, who would be the most famous person? <laughs> That's a good question. I, so I actually looked the other day. I have an Urban Meyer in there, um, and that's not really <laughs> that was the first one that came to mind, and that's why I was like, "Oh, it's famous person," and trying to um, go through. So I have almost all of the top uh, top coaches in in our region. I have their phone number in my phone. Will okay. they pick up the call? No, I will call the assistant <laughs> communication directors person um so we, we get a lot of their community we get a lot of their phone numbers but it always goes to other people i mean Ur urban meyer i knew a little bit when i was younger um celebrity wise i don't have a have a ton uh, we've had we've had our answers have been literally nobody all the way up to peyton manning so it, you know it, it's been it's a, a wide variety of names here 
Urban yeah, Meyer's a pretty good one. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. Well, Garth Brooks has been in there, too. The other thing that's interesting, Urban Meyer, is I keep hearing his name floated around. They're like, what if A&M loses <laughs> two or three more games? You're like, would they consider, <laughs> would they consider Urban Meyer? I I I've I've always thought the Auburn Auburn kind of looks like the easy guess right now. If they if they get rid of Harson, I think I think they'd be that pretty be good. Yeah, Nebraska too. Nebraska is a possibility. Yeah, they're yeah. all there's the downside to it, but then they'll realize like, oh, we're probably going to be competing for a national championship within yeah. two years. So exactly, he's not for he's not for Stanford, but he's he's for someone at some point. Yeah. Well, uh, we, we appreciate having you on, man. Uh, a lot of, a lot of great insight. And again, you can kind of, uh, follow, follow along, uh, with the, with the content that they're putting out, uh, Texas high school football.com, Texas HS football.com. And then also find their Twitter with the, the same, uh, handle Texas HS football. Uh, we appreciate ha- having you on and, and we're, we're, we're pumped to put this out. So, um, yeah, appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you. On behalf of, um, all of, uh, Texas, who's really happy when players, stay uh in state we are not sorry about david hicks guys <laughs> that's fair that's fine that's fine we'll just we'll just have to take that one on the chin all right <laughs>